you want to learn more about effective management, head over to madsingers.com and sign up for my free management training. Welcome to the Mad Singers Management Podcast from madsingers.com, where entrepreneurs and business managers learn and share. If you like the show, don't forget to leave a review. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Mass Singers Management Podcast. We're back, and this week I'm joined by John Wong. Welcome, John. Well, thanks a lot. I'm uh, honored to be on your show today, Mads. Excited as well. I'm super excited to talk to you as well, because like myself, you're bootstrapped a business, and yeah, I'm, I'm sure we will have a very exciting conversation. Uh, but just before we jump into it, John, there is people around the world who yet don't know who you are. So could you share a little bit about your background and what got you into the situation you're in now and so on? Yeah, definitely. Uh, So I'm just going to start eight years ago. I started this agency back in 2013 called Local SEO Search, uh, really focused on search engine optimization. However, uh, 10 years prior, I was actually doing advertising sales. And in advertising sales, I had to learn how to sell. I went to school in business finance, um, never really sold anything all my life, but that was my first opportunity to get a job. So I jumped in and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed actually meeting a lot of people and I, I focused on traditional advertising sales as well as online affiliate advertising sales. And I I came to realize what my true passion was after working at Yellow Pages for five years. And that's where I worked with thousands of small, medium-sized business owners, which really resonated with who I was growing up, which was family first, community first, and really understanding how hard it is to build a trusted product or service, understanding value and how, how to run a really successful foundational business. And for me, at the end of my tenure at Yellow Pages, all these people, business owners were advising me that the return on investment was you know, not there anymore. People were transitioning, pivoting away from the user behavior because over a hundred years, they were still picking up that phone book. But as you know, 10, 15 years ago, the internet started to take off, smartphones, you know, speed of technology was advancing so quickly that behavior of customers, users, me and you, were now pivoting towards more faster ways to find information, find searches. And that's where I pivoted. I I could have easily continued working in digital, worked at another sales position role in advertising or potentially work at Google. But then I thought, well, I know there's a marketplace. I know there's an opportunity. I just wanted to serve my, those customers well. I didn't know anything about SEO, by the way. So for me, I just wanted to help them. So I had to go and figure out how to help them. So I was strong in sales and I went out there and sold. And that gave me confidence to know that I had a business when I had revenue. When people were willing to pay for my idea and my proof of concept, then I had to go out there and start hiring people and learning what I needed to do to fulfill with an actual service that they wanted me to do for them. Yeah, and that sounds that sounds great because you you're very unusual in the SEO world, uh, knowing a lot of people there because you actually communicate very well and you know you're you're not the typical nerdy human being that just sits behind the screen and 
probably not afraid to talk to people. That's the wrong word, but uh, don't particularly enjoy a, a ton of uh, client conversations and so on. I, uh, yeah, you you seem like a very different personality from from that. Yeah, it's so, your background, right? Like it was yeah. always about relationships and sales, and really yeah. understanding the root cause and asking the right questions, probing people. And when you do that really well, then you can read people and you read their problems and issues and then you have a solution to solve that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I would say that's probably from, from my point of view. I mean, when, when you look at most sort of agencies, not just in the SEO world, but, but generally agencies that are specialized in pretty much anything, like the biggest challenge they typically have is that the, the owner tend to be the expert who is good at executing. And it's very difficult to, you, you can definitely make a living from that. But it's very difficult to put a solid business up from that position, right? Because as long as you're the expert, if you're not very good at sort of management and so on, right, you end up remaining the expert and doing all the execution, which makes life very, very difficult for you, right? Exactly. So excellent. That's uh, very interesting. So tell me a little bit more, like how, how did it go and how, uh, how have things gone for you generally? Yeah, so eight years of a lot of ups and down roller coaster ride. Uh, as an entrepreneur, business owner, you realize that it's not for everyone. But if you stick with it, you're true, and you really are, you know, committed to helping others, uh, bringing value, and really understanding how difficult it is. And especially in the SEO world, like it's always evolving, it's always changing. You always have to be at the pulse of what's going on. Um, I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly, um, you know, just understanding what's going on in the industry, but also people, reading people, reading uh, customers to see what they want, how to pivot, how to structure the pitch, how to, you know, learn from my, my team even, right? Because I need to help them evolve to become better humans, not just staff, right? I want them to understand what the root reason my values are and really what's my purpose what are we doing together to really make a dent in the world right to help others help business owners so my my real cause was to help these business owners that were really fundamentally amazing at bricks and mortar or whatever service product that they were serving a great community but they had no clue about this digital landscape right google is so complex and they feel Facebook is search or paid ads is search engine optimization. They have no idea what is involved. So for me, that was my biggest gap and still is today, like educating, informing, and really just, you know, letting, letting them know the differences, right? Because that's still a big gap that needs to be mended uh, in this industry. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. And you you bootstrapped the company all the way from the start. So like, what, what was the biggest challenges doing it that way? Well, for me, it was more timing um, worked in my favor because I was a very interesting stage of my life, right? Like I recently got married. I recently moved in with my wife and we moved to a new city and I left my career, right? Like 10 years of working at you know, a stable income, you know, I had options, right, to pick and choose where I wanted to work. But my yeah. wife had a stable career as well. So she gave me the go ahead to work and do something um, or try something new that was more of my passion, right? So that allowed me to 
do something. And my biggest challenge at that time was more, um, how do I do it? <laughs> Figure out like who do I hire? Yeah, I started with Upwork. I went online, found some people, made some wrong decisions and choices early days because I really didn't know how to hire properly, didn't know what skills I needed, especially not knowing what SEO really was. I didn't even know what to look for, right? And then I made a lot of mistakes, right? Like just promising wrongly, hire, get taking on wrong clients because I was taking on any client just to see if there was a business, right? Like, so then you refine it to, you know, trying to go after the ideal client, ideal staff, ideal process, ideal systems. And then you keep hiring and keep making mistakes. So over the years, I've gotten better in hiring. I gotten better at putting together system processes, sustaining operating procedures, um, just learning about being a better manager, owner, um, you know, friend, uh, you know, any, anything to grow, um, to be a better human, ultimately. Yep. Yep. That's uh, definitely the trouble most people go through, right? Well, what's the one thing that you think you've maybe done different than most of the people who maybe aren't making it or aren't, at least haven't yet successfully managed to go through that sort of transition and so on? I feel the biggest asset that I brought to the table was the scale sales um, skill set because doing that for 10 years, allowing me to meet with thousands of business owners, um, managing not just accounts, but uh, even colleagues, right? Like I was so fortunate to be trained at Yellow Pages, one of the top, um, you know, directories for seven weeks in sales. I got taught and I was absorbing a lot of the Zig Ziglar's, the, the, Brian Tracy's, all the, the top sales like Tony Robbins and not just going and learning from them to be inspirational and in learning sales, but like understanding like negotiation, um, you know, asking, probing, uh, learning about empathy, learning about like all these soft skills, right? Yeah. Allowed me to be very comfortable. And then I knew there were gaps still. I knew I need to learn about podcasting, about public speaking, about other things that I wanted to get better at, right? Um, mm -hmm. So what do salespeople do? We jump in and we're not afraid, right? So that's what I did. I started speaking more, learning and small crowds to now hundreds of people crowds, right? Podcasts. Like I have my own podcast two years ago, I started and now we have 200 episodes. Just have fun, right? Everything is about, it's okay. You're going to learn. You're going to make a lot of mistakes. Same as in sales. You're going to get no a lot of times. You're going to get, you know, slammed on in terms of the hanging up. You walk into stores, you're going to get shot in your face. It, it's a part of it. It's about the thick skin, right? And people always talk about it doesn't get to me because I know how hard it is. And I, I can see through as a business owner because now I am one myself, how hard it is and how challenging it is to get through to allow someone in your circle of influence, right? So what does it take? It's an art to really understand the journey, the path of how your ideal customers go through to obtain your product or service. So learning that. Yeah, yeah definitely. I, I like that. And, and I would say for myself as well, I mean, uh, I, I think for me, the, the biggest differentiator 
was that I, I I learned people as well. So I learned like reading people exactly as you're saying, right? And uh, I I've always used a disk framework. That was the one I learned. But but the, the fundamental was actually uh, particularly for me as an individual, right? Like I was very very reserved, very introvert, and so on when I was younger. But actually learning the logic of people really helped me so big time. And, and just like you said yourself, like I, I went into public speaking and so on. And um, that's that also teaches you a lot of communication. Right. But uh, but but definitely like understanding people, but both understanding yourself. Like I, I always look at it like that 50 percent of it is understanding yourself better, both your strength, but also your weaknesses and actually understand that you're not perfect and you you shouldn't be doing everything, right? Uh, I think that that was definitely a huge differentiator, but then particularly understanding people who are very different than me because I am probably one of the worst salespeople around. And uh, one of the key things is that when you're not a salesperson yourself, you know, salespersons, uh, salespeople often seem like these guys that are just always yapping away and, you know, you, you, don't, you don't get it in that mindset when you're, when you're very... Uh, detail-oriented and so on and I think like actually learning to understand how they think and you know how 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 people who are different than you how their brain operates and how you know they make decisions because so often you know you'd be sitting and you'll be like why would anyone on planet earth ever do that right because it doesn't corporate like it didn't work with my logic of why you would do things but when you understand how others do it and how they think about things and then it start making sense, right? And that was definitely for me like a huge, huge win. So totally, totally agree with what you're saying. Yeah. And I think you hit it right on the nail, perspective, right? Understanding other people's reasoning and logic. And that skill set that you have obtained over the many years of training, it's just based on your own journey. Yeah. And you have to understand every people every person evolves. And the art of sales is all about understanding them as opposed to you. Let them talk. Let them do as much as they want and probe and question them because they love talking about themselves. Remember that as a business owner, everyone loves themselves more than anything else. So you need to let them obsess about themselves and be a part of it by then discovering, like asking really, really you know, open-ended questions, but then really listening is an art as well. Asking and listening and then putting together that value prop and understanding where the gaps are, then you can offer them something that really compels to what they're looking for, because that's where the art of sales really magnifies when you know how to do it properly. Yeah. And I'll, I'll tell you, I mean, particularly in the world of SEL, right? The, the, <coughs> sorry, the, the big differentiator is like when you look at most SEOs talking, they're like, oh, I had this customer. He's so stupid. He didn't want to do this. He wanted to do this and so on. And that the problem is you sit and you listen to those conversations and you're like, well, the customer isn't stupid. I mean, no one is going to make a decision they feel is stupid, right? So if they're doing something that's stupid and you're the potential you know, salesperson talking to them, if they're making stupid choices, it's really you that have been bad at selling or bad at, you know, sh sharing the options and so on, right? Because no one says like, yeah, I want to do a bad decision for my business, right? Like no one does that. So if people make a decision that you feel is stupid, it probably comes down to how you communicate or, you know, how you put it across. 
I think that's very, very important to understand that, like that mindset, right? Yeah, just understanding like perspective, like I mentioned, like business owners are savvy people. They're in a different league of its own versus employees, right? Because they took on that risk. They're much more evolved than you think, right? And because I work with these thousands of business owners, I know how smart they are, uh, established and successful for most part, right? And they are so passionate and they are very detailed oriented and they are very calculated as well on who they want to work with, why they want to work with it. It's not so much the product and service, but it's the people that they want to really deal with that, that resonates with them in terms of values, trust, you know, someone that provides ultimate service because the results will come and go, right? But yeah. they trust you and your brand and the peop- the values that you incorporate into the, the whole ethos of your company. That's more important in terms of the sales process. Yeah. Totally agree, totally agree. And uh, yeah, I, I guess, John, you've made a lot of mistakes as well in your time. Um, what's, what's some of the biggest management mistakes you feel you've made? Oh, yeah. At the beginning, I was, again, hiring wrongly, not knowing much about SEO. And it takes years to learn any art and skill set and become an expert. So for me, I hired based on skill set. What I thought was a good skill set. But the problem was they were not good core value type of people that resonate with me personally. Like why I started this business was to help others bring value to get them more in alignment with who I am. Not so much like, you know, the speed of it. And they weren't ethical either, right? Like all these things I learned and I had to fire people quickly, right? Like one thing I've learned over the years is hire slow, fire fast, always. And, you know, I, I'm always a true believer of, you know, under promise over deliver as well in sales, um, just doing more than everyone thinks you should be doing. And they don't even know what should or shouldn't because this whole back black box of SEO is they don't even want to know. They expect you to tell them what they should be done because they don't, that's why they hire you in the first place, right? So understanding where you're going with this business brand, company, um, and just learning, growing, right? Yes, I admit I made hundreds of mistakes and I'm still around and I'm still learning and I'm still making mistakes. So that's a part of entrepreneurship and business ownership. As long as you acknowledge the mistakes and hopefully it's not detrimental to your, you know, success or longevity of your business, like it's not going to wipe you out completely, you have the strength to pursue and continue, right? And have the willpower to continue striving to succeed and get better. Yep. And I'll say, I mean, the, the number one challenge I coach most people in, right, is really around delegation because so many people, I'm, I'm like, I mean, you, you came from the sales background. You're like, okay, that's some money. We need to hire people who can do the work. Most SEOs start the other way around, right? They come from a, oh, I know how to do SEO. Let me try find some clients. And the, the big challenge they always have is the sort of lack of, of experience and ability to actually delegate effect, effectively, right? And, and it comes down to exactly what you were just saying. Like it's 
it's not about being the expert all the time. You have to be able to fail, right? You have to take the risk, give people the responsibility and the ownership because else fundamentally your business just will never grow, right? And then, I mean, you can only ever do so much, but if you want to be a business owner, you're not going to be an absolute top SEO at the same time because those two things aren't really, they, they aren't really very compatible, right? Or let's say this way, you could be a business owner, but then you're not the one running the day-to-day show because you can't run the day-to-day show and stay up to date with something like SEO that changes, you know, a hundred times a minute kind of thing. Um, you need just to learn, work. like you mentioned, delegation is so pivotal to really focus on working on your business, right? Like everyone's so in the business. And that's one mistake that I made early days as well. I was burning myself out, stressing myself out because I didn't really know what was involved, right? In SEO, I had to put in the time to learn that and then have people that I trusted to really take it on. So this, this soon, once I started like delegating and giving them um, control and letting them make their mistakes because my way I thought was the only way, right? Then I realized that everyone has their own different structure and ways to improve and have different process systems and it's okay. And as long as they grow and they make mistakes, that's how everyone evolves. And that's what I've been pushing on the last couple of years because if everyone is succeeding, everyone enjoys the, the system process and they actually show up to work excited, wanting to learn, excited to want to make an impact to the clients, wanting to, you know, get better. And they're not going to be objected when things go wrong or they're not going to be really, uh, you know, at fault, right? Because we do this together as a team, right? We try to brainstorm together. We try to have team meetings. We try to do cultivate more of a family environment because that's ultimately what I've harvested in many years of working at this agency, right? Like just building that, that team feel. That makes a lot of sense. And, and I mean, again, businesses, it's important to understand yourself, right? Because many people look at other businesses and they're like, oh, this business is doing that, then I should be doing that too. But, but I love the way you explained it, right? Like the key thing is actually figure out like what's, as an individual, what's your core values, right? And what, what is the way you want to build a business? Because reality is you, you can build a business pretty much any freaking way you wish, right? You can have very, very different core values, right? I mean, I, I interviewed a girl who, you know, their business was basically built on yoga. So they all loved yoga and every employee was into yoga. And, you know, they totally understood if someone wanted two weeks off to go on a yoga retreat, you know, I was like, oh, awesome. It wasn't like, oh, you know, what's going to happen? And, you know, the world is going under and it wasn't all this stuff, but that was just part of their culture was very much this yoga piece, right? And it's, for most people, it's so hard to understand how you can drive culture like that, but really you can create whatever culture you want. Uh, The key thing is being consistent when it comes to culture, right? Yeah, company culture is huge as well as lifestyle, right? And if you are the entrepreneur business owner, you, you dictate, right? You're the one who brought this on to yourself at the beginning. So you should really focus on why you're doing it and for what purpose. Look at the end goal, right? Like, do you show up to work excited? Do you want to spend all day doing the actual work or things that are bigger? 
greater brand recognition, amplifying your message. Um, you do need to decide what passion you have, right? Like if that's what excites you, if you actually like doing the work, then hire someone that's going to be the CEO to really build this vision of yours, right? Like yeah. do something that really resonates with yourself. You got to figure out what works for you. Um, and that's all individualized for sure. And this is actually one of the things. So a lot of SEOs tend to be very detail-oriented, right? And, and not particularly driven. And, and actually, a lot of these people are generally much better working for other people, right? Because it's often people that, you know, if they're building their own project, if they're building their own sites, it goes really slow and they procrastinate. And, you know, they're often, they often don't get stuff done. And uh, to a lot of people, this sort of, oh, well, I can just build some affiliate sites and then, you know, life is easy and all that. The, the problem is for most people, it isn't easy, right? Even though it sounds easy, that doesn't mean it is. And for a lot of people, um, this, uh, like the pressure of having to deliver for something, someone else and not letting someone else down is very motivating. But the challenge is that as long as they're comfortable, as long as they're making some money, they're often not super motivated to actually do great things for themselves, right? And that's why like some people just make significantly better employees and, and that's okay, right? Like particularly in the sort of online world, there's always this sort of, um, you know, people are like, oh yeah, I'm getting a job and, you know, people's laughing at them like you're so stupid and all that. And it, it's really silly because as an individual, again, you need to understand what is your core strength and your core weaknesses. And, you know, sometimes you can cover them with a co-founder. I mean, if you have a co-founder, you're, you're, how can you say, you, you have to respond to and be responsible for and so on. You might be more likely to get it done, right? But the, the whole thing is you need to understand yourself and then you need to build a framework that actually help you get the most out of your own sort of skill set and personality. Right? And I think you just mentioned like the, the whole thing about being an entrepreneur is not for everyone. You have to realize, acknowledge what you want to ultimately do. Do you want to manage? Do you want to be that leader that cultivates the vision, the goal? Or do you want to just do what you love doing? which is that one specific task, operations, HR, you know, the S SEO or whatever it is, right? Like figure out what your zone of genius is and do it really, really well. If that excites you, and this is where individuals have to realize what makes you happy, what brings you joy every time you wake up, what motivates you to really want to continue pursuing that greatness of yours, right? If you have that energy every day that excites you to want to have a bigger vision and goal, then yes, that might be the CEO entrepreneur mindset. But if you just want to do that task better, refine it with better process, the system, that might be just being a, an employee. And that's totally fine as well, because you need people in both spectrums, right? Everyone dreams to be a business owner, entrepreneur, but there's so many other buckets that you need to be pretty good at, right? The managing people, the operations, finances, sales, marketing, you know, delegation, all these other, you know, soft skills, right? And it's not for everyone. Yeah, yeah it's interesting, right? Because definitely... Definitely not everyone dreaming about being an entrepreneur. I would say that, but but you you do see particularly when they get into this online world that that 
it all sounds like a good dream, but it's not always a good reality. That's how I tend to say it, right? Um, and I, I think it's it's one of those things that often you have to try it, right? And I, I, I encourage people, like even if it's not necessarily their, their core strength, I still often advise them to go try it because even trying to be an entrepreneur and realizing how hard it is, that actually gives you a lot more respect for people who are entrepreneurs as well. Right. And it, it helps you understand like the pressure and all that stuff that, that, you know, your potential boss or whatever might be under. Uh, and that, again, that makes you a much better employee as well. Right. Yeah. So, once you reliant on revenue to support the business and then you have to pay for salary of employees, then you realize how hard it is to run a business, right? Like to stay afloat, cash flow, to understand like you have obligations of your employees to make sure they have family obligations as well. Like you got a mortgage or car payments and food and shelter, all that stuff. You have a lot of things that you have to worry about when you're the boss, right? Um, so it's not just you anymore. It's other people. And, and I think that's one of the biggest, like, it's so easy to say, oh, you know, the boss is not giving me more money or the boss is not doing that. But like, it's so easy to sit from the outside and see. But again, like most people have no idea the both the stress, the pressure, the, you know, even in a successful business, there's always so many twists and turns, right? There's always so many like individual situations that become very complicated, very, you know, sometimes even dangerous for the business and, 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 I say, I mean, most businesses have been very, very close to shutting down at one point or another, right? Most businesses have. Um, and pretty much any business that have existed for, you know, three, four, five years, like they've been around trouble, right? And, and it's natural. But again, as an entrepreneur, learning to be, I wouldn't say comfortable with it, but learning to face those kind of challenges in a, in a good way is, is definitely also something you need to prepare for a little bit outside. I think managing stress, like you mentioned, is huge. Mm -hmm. And um, I was in very stressful situation in sales. So I'm, I was so used to it, right? Like for me, for 10 years, you're always driven by those goals, right? Those targets, hitting those metrics, daily activities, phone calls, you know, the revenue targets, new acquisition of customers, all that drove me. And so becoming a business owner, I already had the foundation built in me. So it was a lot easier to take it to that level of, look, I need revenue. I need profit margin. I need to ensure that there's cash flow to survive, right? To pay more of my staff, to pay for all the other expenses. So just understanding what your strengths are before you pivot and start something and learn, right? There's tons of books. There's tons of blogs, podcasts, videos to teach you courses, right? Get a mentor, a coach, learn, make mistakes and get better, always continually grow, right? All these things are pivotal to be and success. What does it really mean to you? Yeah. Is it driven by money or is it fame? Is it impact? You got to figure out what really success means to you and have that as a goal. Yeah, totally. Right, John, that was a very, very good discussion. Um, before we finish off, any kind of favorite resources or any, any awesome links or anything you want to share with the audience? Yeah, I've been uh, absorbing a lot from Ray Dalio lately, uh, work-life principles, um, just a lot of 
good content, like Tribe of Mentors by uh, Tim Ferriss, all, all the people that are, you know, you look up to, right? Someone that you feel is successful. Um, mm -hmm. Richard Branson, anyone, there's tons of autobiographies. There's tons of successful businesses. I know yeah. I'm not at their level, but you can pick and choose tidbits of what you feel you can incorporate in your own business. So what I've been doing and in incorporating from Ray Dalio's book is try to video conference every single team meeting that I have, right? Share it in a video library, right? Record everything, document everything. Then kind of ingrain just good habits so that you can share and collaborate. Because I feel a lot of it was really just me and a couple other team members, managers versus me and everyone, right? Let's have it open so that everyone understands what's going on in all these meetings. And therefore there's no gap when it's communication between, you know, someone that's actually doing the work and a manager or myself, right? Like we have to have very open communication. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Excellent, John. That was fantastic. Um, if people are eager to get hold of you or, you know, if they want to connect, what's the best ways to do that? Yeah, so you can check out my website. It's www.localseosearch.ca. Um, and the best way to connect with me is probably on LinkedIn. You can find me, John, J-O-H-N, Vong, V-U-O-N-G, and just find me and uh, hit me up. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you very much, John. That was fantastic. And uh, best of luck in the future. Thank you for having me, Mads. Have a great day. Excellent. And to the audience, we'll be back again next week. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to the Mad Singers Management Podcast. Please leave a review. It means the world to us. You can also learn more about management at madsingers.com.